five, four, three, two, one. Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg Podcast, episode 436. We hit that post. Mitch is here. That's He's like not... the, uh, have you ever seen the, the basketball teams doing the, the chemistry yeah. clap thing? Right. That was, yeah, we basically nailed that one. I mean, that was as perfect as it can get. Mitch is here. Uh, we are doing this. On... In the flash for the first time since the pandemic started. <laughs> yeah. We are. <laughs> no, not true. I think we did a summer jam uh, loaded um, the, over the summer with Marv. Doze is here too, a uh, special guest. He won't be saying yeah, much. We have, we have a live audience. Live Woo-hoo! audience. <laughs> live, live audience. Uh, we'll get him on for WIA talk at the end. Um, but this is running on Tuesday, um, so the Bucks will kick off their season against the Brooklyn Nets. We are taping it Saturday afternoon, evening. So if anything happens uh, from now until then, we can't be held responsible. I can also probably edit it and put that in there but hopefully nothing will happen hopefully it'll be anticlimactic we are just talking about the milwaukee bucks we're previewing the season we'll also talk about the contenders in the eastern conference at the tail end maybe give who we think are going to be in the playoffs who we think are not going to be we'll talk maybe a touch about the west i think the west is a lot harder to talk about actually than the east but we'll obviously start with the bucks Mitch, let's open up. I usually ask you how you're doing, but let me ask you how you're feeling about this Buck season. I mean, it's for, is this the first stress-free Bucks year you've ever had in your life? <laughs> well, no, because I would say 10 years ago, there wasn't much stress either. There's, right. There was no expectations. Competitive was, tank. That was the middle of uh, Herb Cole, peak Herb Cole ownership. You know, I guess not the middle, but the dog days of that where it was just like, I don't know. Eight seater die. Eight seater bus, baby. Right. And, you know, so, but of the last five years, I mean, yeah, you know, I think I said it on last week's podcast that, like, um, it's not stress free per se. It's not that I don't care what they do, but it's like, if they don't win the championship next year, I'm not going to punch a wall or anything like that. No. I mean, no Devin Williams here. But I do still have high expectations, and I do think, and we're obviously going to get into it. But I, I do think they're they're a better team than they were um, on October nineteenth of twenty twenty than they are right now. Or they're a better team now than no, they were last year. So. I totally agree with you, and I think one of the things I love is the fact that they got guys who are going to be hungry for a championship. So it's not just they brought back their entire team, and the guy there could be some complacency that sets in. Now, I think. With Giannis, you, there's no complacency allowed. Like, I don't think Giannis, as a leader, allows that shit at all. No. But at the same time, you know, it, it's hard probably for some of these guys to be like, I we had 75 days of an offseason. You know, Drew and Chris had probably less than that with the Olympics. So they're naturally going to be like, you know, maybe it's not, you know, this. We can kind of ease our way into this. And then on Christmas, maybe we'll turn it on. I don't think the Bucks have anything like that, but I also think because they have guys like Grayson Allen, like George Hill, that they're not going to necessarily just lay down. That these guys won a championship too, and that's why they decided to come with the Bucks. And whenever buyout stuff happens, those guys will want a championship because they're be they're going to be ring hunting. And the Bucks have put themselves in that position. Listening to some preview pods, and you hear some of the teams that are struggling you're like buyout guys like all right terrence ross great example of that where i'm like oh terrence ross would be an awesome yeah. buck come february 
Like, I would love Terrence Ross. I've always liked Terrence yeah, Ross. Yeah, I have too. I mean, I don't. I wanted the Bucks to draft him in 2012, but they took John Henson instead. Mm. I mean, I wanted a shooting guard forever. Right. And they never took one. Um, still haven't. So, But that's such a cool thing about being, like, the champs is, like, there is a feeling of, yes, that relief. I think that I'm more locked in than I thought I was going to be at the start of the year. Sometimes it takes me a while to warm up to anything. Brewers, Packers, Badgers, Marquette. Like, it takes a while to just sort of really ingratiate myself. But I think with this Giannis jump shot stuff and just all the progression that Giannis has made, it's hard for me not to be excited. It's hard for me not to be like, to your point, this team's going to be better. And I want to watch as many games as possible. And I think it's going to be really special for the Bucks this year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like um, outside of you and me, like there, there is a little bit of like less coverage than I think you'd think. I mean, there's been – because it's been the Brewers. It's right. been Packers, obviously. Um, I think the Bucks will get more probably talk, you know, this week um, with the big game tonight with Brooklyn and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm obviously very excited coming in. It was, it was a short off season, but I love that. I mean, it's it, the more basketball, the better. Now we're actually back to normal too, for the right. most part. Like, you'll have fans. The benches you'll have... are normal. You'll have, you'll have full stands. Um, I think at all the arenas. Yeah. Uh, as far I, as I know, I don't think there's no, I, maybe Toronto, but it's I don't really think hard, Toronto. Yeah, 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 Toronto maybe, but it's really hard to see 65,000 people outside of Pfizer Forum. <laughs> right. And the NBA to turn around and be like, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no I don't think they're so, going to. Um, I, I saw no, someone, no, I'm not worried about it. I saw I just, someone's Instagram of uh, Joe Lewis Arena, so the Red Wings, and like it was packed, like full fucking house. And that's what I think you'll see. I think it's going to be really hard to get Bucks tickets. I think my advice for a lot of Bucks fans would be like, if you have an opportunity at tickets, like go take advantage of them or look for those games. Like they're playing the Timberwolves in. What I think that on the twenty seventh, like go to some of those games, like just well, yeah. take advantage. Of- I mean, I I was gonna say to push back a little bit. Um, yeah, overall it might be a little more expensive, but I don't think there'll be. Um, yeah, you might have to. You, you you might you're not gonna be able to find tickets probably for your Brooklyn games. Your marquee games are gonna be hard to get. Probably. Yeah. Whereas like even last year, well I guess last year's a bad example, but two years ago, two years ago, even two years ago. You could have got tickets in the secondary market. They would have been expensive, but what, la- now it's going to be way more expensive for marquee games. You, I think you can still go to Wednesday night against Sacramento for a pretty affordable price. Right. So I wouldn't I think, worry about that. But. I think what? Pre-pandemic, you and I went to... That's right not is, the team's fault, by the way. Yeah. That's not... like I hate when people are like, they're charging $4,000 for final stick. <laughs> no, it's the secondary market. It's what people are getting on the secondary market. If you're... If you were smart enough to be a season ticket holder, you probably could have got finals tickets for two hundred dollars. Right. But well, and that's paying whole, a lot more. And, and that's and that's so, the whole reason why you get off. season tickets. Like my dad did that for the Brewers. Like he got tickets for next year because right. he was like, okay, I'll have NCLS tickets. I'll have I'll have World Series tickets. Obviously, that backfired for him, but that's not his fault. Like you know what I mean? Like the yeah. it's the team. But yeah, that's the whole reason you do that. And you're right, it is a secondary market. But what I was going to say was like pre-pandemic, I think you and I went to like see them play Philly. I think we paid like 70. We had, I think we got a deal and we paid like 40 bucks or something like that. Maybe it was right before the pandemic. We saw them play the Sixers. It was a Thursday night game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. 
And so I do remember that. And I think that was my my I think that's my last Bucks game I've been at um, since everything because I didn't go I didn't go to one playoff oh, game. I, I I went to the Atlanta game one against right. Atlanta, so I did go to right. the game. Yeah, and that was year. so unfortunately you saw one of the only losses that yeah, that no took place. That's tough. Well, I was gonna say you're the bad fan, but maybe I'm a bad fan. Well, so am I a bad fan though? Because like no. the Brat House, I mean, we no. all know the story I'm of the Brat kidding. House. Like you know, it's. I feel like it's part of the reason we won a fucking championship. As, the as big of a Bucks fan as I am, and I am, I mean, I was priced out of the finals. I mean, it's just yeah. I was asked to go by somebody who's actually from a Minneapolis resident and native, <laughs> and a Timberwolves fan. He was gonna go, and he he asked me if I wanted to go, and it's like I don't know if I can do, you know, a thousand dollars. No, like, yeah, just, that's not that shit's not worth it, man. Like it'd be cool to be there, but. I don't know. We had such a great time at the Broad House and, you know, the the energy that was at that was so great. And I felt like, you know, as we as it got got longer and longer, we've talked about it on the show. Oh, like yeah. it was it was just the perfect recipe because it was the middle of summer. It was just like it was balls out and, and like the pandemic had kind of lessened and Subsided things like for that. About a month. There. Yeah, right. And so I, it was a great time, man, and we we had a lot of fun, and I look forward to it again next year. It'll kind of suck because when you do the postseason, if the Bucks go far, like it won't get until the finals where you're like, okay, the weather is kind of nicer because it'll be April and May, and like that's just unpredictable weather for the state of Wisconsin. True. You never know. You never know what you're getting there. True, but, but yeah, I mean, we have we have those memories that we oh yeah have forever. Oh, like, absolutely. It's, it's just, I. Uh, I I will never forget that. Um, I as will... silly as it is, it's just sports, but it's like, I mean, yeah, it's the, you know, like we talked about before, it's like we, how many nights do you have where all your friends are out or whatever, like, all, like at, at our age? Yeah. At our at our ripe age. Yeah. I mean, I said that. I mean, I've, I said it on a show, I think, after that Brooklyn series, but I remember it was game seven and we, all of our friends were there and I was like, you know what? If we fucking, I shouldn't say all my friends, but it was a lot, it was a majority, and it was like, if we lose this game, like, at least, like, all my, like uh, there were so many people that I hadn't seen, and, like, it just felt so good. It felt so pure, yeah. and, like, yeah, you're right. You had, It'll, the, you had the participation trophy, basically. Yeah. Absolutely. The orange at, least, at least we had fun. At least we had fun. No, I mean, it took a year, I'm sure that took at least a year off my life. But moving on to the actual season, and we're going to kind of go player by player and talk about each each player individually. At some point, we'll cut it off because you know we don't you don't need takes on the uh, other Greek guy that's on the team, not Thanasis, not Giannis. I can't pronounce his name. Georgi- Georgios. Georgios Kalazikis or something like that. Okay, that's better than I could have done. Yeah, I'm not even sure. At some point, we'll cut we'll cut it off and be like, all right, we gotta. We gotta wrap this thing up, B. Um, so, and you guys don't care about takes on on those dudes. But we'll start with Giannis, and I think we're both in the camp that Ooh. Giannis, yeah, that the guy onto the combo. I think people in the national media, that Greek guy, not that like the national media likes Giannis. I think there are the Giannis defenders. I think Giannis has a lot of guys that people, Nick Wright, na- namely, I Tate Frazier, who's who has national podcasts like big Giannis guy there are big Giannis guys now but I still Nick Nick Wright has been there since day one pretty much I gotta I gotta say 
Uh, I don't know who Tate Frazier is exactly. That's so okay. I'll he does Tyson Tate. Okay. Great podcast. That's, That's what I thought. But um, but they um, the the fact is is like I think there are still going to be national pundits who freak out about what Giannis's jump shot stuff. In two weeks, we're going to hear all these takes like, "Oh my God!" Like Giannis has a jump shot. Like that who didn't really pay attention to what's going on in preseason. And I know it's preseason, but guys, like. It's he's looking like Chris Middleton. Like he, he looked like he worked with Chris Middleton. Like you've seen the the side by sides. I did. So like, do you think that Middleton's so, been teaching? A little, little spicy. You okay? So that's a little. I mean, you think that's a little over the top? Let's wait. I do you, think. I do think that the uh, seventeen and nineteen from the free throw line in a closeout game in the finals may have unlocked another level of confidence. Yeah. Um, I'll give you that, but I mean, I'll wait till. Till the game. So you're kind of in a wait and see mm-hmm. mode, like this jump stuff. You're you're kind of like I'll believe it when. Well, I it's not it. like I've never seen Giannis make a three before. I mean, well, well I know, but like know, it's I mean, more it, of it, like it does happen. Yeah, I, I and honestly, Mitch, like I don't care about the three pointers. Like no, I know. I just I want know. him to have that's, a mid range game. Right, like if he's if he's doing like fadeaway Kareem. So Dirk one, type one thing shit, they didn't. Sh- I watched pretty much all the preseason game on Friday against the Mavericks. Yeah, and he had at least two, maybe three. Turnaround of his turnaround fadeaways, like toward the baseline, that he just switched, and it was like, I mean, if he gets that, you can't. It's over. Him. It's a, and, it's and it's. Then, and then if he can, if he can build off that, and like you, you don't talk about that spot yeah. that he goes to, yeah, on the on the right block, right. It's what Kareem. It's a Kareem or not Kareem, uh, Hakeem. Yeah, Hakeem Olajuwon. It, it like it has a lot of that. How Hakeem used to do it, or how Dirk used to do it, where they'd get right. to that spot. Kawhi kind of does that too, where yeah. he has that spot. So if he can do that and then build off of that, I mean, yeah, it's going to be really hard to defend him. Yeah, and, and that's kind of why I like the idea of Giannis winning another MVP. I do think that there's going to be a lot of love for the Nets. I do think right. that if Luka like goes to a next level, um, and I, I'm going to short the Mavericks for a while because I just Jason Kidd's a terrible coach, and you can't tell me otherwise. And I, I just think they're gonna. I, I think they're gonna have issues. Like I, I just see it now. Like it's January, and the Athletics writing a story that Luca and Jason Kidd are clashing. Yeah. Like that headline is going to happen. Like it's gonna happen January fifteenth of this year, and you're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna come home <laughs> from Hawaii, and I'm gonna get that headline to me. And, and not to sidetrack, but it's like, I agree because you know Jason Kidd is all about Jason Kidd, and. That's I think what we learned. That that's just kind of how he is. I don't to, for better or for worse. I guess. I mean, it, was it was it a terrible hire at the time in 2014 when the Bucks got him? No, probably. No, not. I mean, I, but, all of us were excited because he had taken a Brooklyn team that kind of was trash and was like, okay, here's this guy and he's he's like doing it and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, we got Jason Kidd. Like, why does Jason Kidd want to come to Milwaukee? Because, I mean, Milwaukee at that time was the doldrums, right? You know, and we were – that was, like, peak, like, save our bucks. Like, everybody was, like, worried. Maybe this team gets moved to Seattle. There's all this debate about the stadium. And then Jason Kidd comes, and we're like, holy shit. And then if you've read – I haven't read Miriam Fader's book. I've read excerpts. And it's just Jason Kidd's a world-class asshole. Like, he just is. And – you know, making guys practice on Christmas is, I mean, that's more than enough to be like, all right, this guy absolutely sucks. Right. I mean, yeah, he's just, it's Jason Kidd. It's his team, right? Right. Like, 
And you've seen some quotes early with Dallas that. <laughs> would, oh yeah, would, the three point would, quote. Yeah, I mean, that's the big one. That's an all timer. That's I, I'm just, and actually, I don't have another one. But, no, but hey, um, I, I, like I told you last that's podcast, all I, need. I followed a, a chick on Twitter because she's a beat writer. I'm like, I just need to sit on Jason Kidd quotes because that's all I'm looking for. And I, it, it throws me off when I see like a Mavericks tweet, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I followed this just for Jason Kidd. But okay, back to Giannis. I, I just, I think that there is, I, I won't say that Giannis is like untouchable from a takes perspective, but I think if Giannis like does this consistently, it's going to be really hard for the national media to kind of grab, to get like uh, anti-Giannis take. Like it's going to get to that point where it's like Giannis is almost at that LeBron level where it's like he's kind of untouchable and he's just like, he is not getting any sort of negative. And if it's a negative, it's a extreme zag. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Versus like, I think with Kevin Durant. Yeah, Ryan Hollins probably doesn't have a job anymore. No, Ryan Hollins is unemployed. Like, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan got, Hollins. He's got no leg to stand on anymore. Yeah. So. yeah, so that is, that's basically, he lost his job. And <laughs> it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the... The anti-Giannis uh, of the world because I, I think they're they're out of takes and with Durant, like Durant tweets so much dumb shit that like people just have that to go off of like so they they have something built in like Durant had a tweet the other day I like Durant on Twitter by the way um, he has like oh it must be NBA season because I'm seeing a lot of dumbass takes going on <laughs> and I'm like yeah. <laughs> and like for a guy who's like a premier superstar in any sport. To be like tweeting like that is fucking incredible. Like that is that's amazing that Kevin Durant does that. I, I absolutely love it. I'm looking for him right now. There we go. I want to hear what he has to say. Oh, yep. Season about to start. I see shitty hoop takes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I like Durant. I like. I he's a killer. Like I hate playing him in the playoffs. I hope to never play oh, him again. God. It's gonna happen, Chuck. Can I ask you quick before we go to uh, Chris? Durant said that the Bucks and Nets are not a rivalry yet. That they need to play more. It's not really a rivalry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Do you, you agree I with agree. that? Yeah, I mean, like I would say the Heat is a rivalry. Yeah. Probably our biggest rival right now. Sure. I think that with us sweeping the Heat, their fans are delusional. Oh, yeah. And they, I mean, they're up there with Raptor fans with del- with being delusional. Trust me. I have something for their ass if we beat them on, on Thursday. I will just say that. I saw the kennel comments. That from, game is not on TNT. Actually. I know. I saw the kennel comments from Bam Adebayo. Like that—that's so stolen valor. Did you see that? Oh, I'll pull that up. No. So Bam Adebayo, basically PJ Tucker created dogs in oh. in fucking Miami, which is like, come on. They man. call it the kennel. Though, they right? call it the kennel. Yeah. But that was actually something that. Udonis Haslam created like last year. Or oh, something. really? Okay, so I don't know, it, I saw, he had something on Instagram about it. Somebody pulled screenshotted it from like last year. Well, regardless, I'm gonna just go in on it. I mean, I don't really care that it was a Udonis Haslam thing. I'll, I'll I'll deal with the strap. Is Udonis still playing? I think so. That's crazy. That a waste of a roster spot. I, whatever. If they want to use that roster spot to get that instead of Terrence Ross, that's their problem. Heat culture is fucking dumb. Heat culture is really dumb. <laughs> like, heat culture is like a cult, basically. Like, it's like, oh, we have culture, though. Like, that's that's what we have. We have culture. Go fuck yourselves. Like, yeah. whatever. All right. So, Chris Middleton. Um, it, do you think Chris 
can have an even better year. Like the guys, guys won an all star. He was an all star last year. He was an Olympian last year. He was a champion last year. Is there another level that Chris Middleton can get to where people are actually going to talk about Chris Middleton as like a top twenty player in the NBA? It's pretty hard to top that resume. No, it is. But um, I still think people don't think he's a top twenty player uh, in the NBA. I mean, I don't know. Like that's the thing is, there's been. And we'll get to Drew, too, but, like, with those two guys, it's like, you know, the, heading into, like, the Brooklyn series and even, I mean, throughout the postseason last year, it was like, you see these guys tend to have off nights or, you know, Holiday had how many 6-for-18s or less or worse. And, and Middleton, too, a little bit, but he was a much – Middleton was great in the playoffs, really. Oh, I mean, the guy um, was a killer. But, you know, nobody had respect for them in, until that – after that Brooklyn series. And then it was like, okay – and then Giannis got hurt in the Atlanta series, and they kind of took over and did what they were supposed to do. And now it's like heading into this year, it's like Giannis has a super team. Like, you know, <laughs> I've seen some of that, and it's like, wait a minute. Now you people are going to flip-flop, and like now Middleton is a number two on a championship team. Uh, he's proven that. And now it's like a foregone conclusion when it's like six months ago, a year ago, Nobody thought that. No, people, so, people thought I think, Middleton I think wasn't a top thirty player. He last is going to have he's going to have a ton of, I guess, respect put on his name this year. I think. I mean, I, I think for like the whole team, this is going to be a theme where it's just like they've they've been there before. You know what I mean? Now now they've done it. And it's, it's like the pressure's kind of off, but also they're going to have this "fuck you" attitude that you've talked about and like. But you, I think Middleton's going to probably be a, a shining example of that because... Right. No, um, I th- I think you're absolutely right. Like, I think Middleton is going to really just have this confidence about him yeah. and understand that, like, he can do this. Like, yeah, right. And, he's, and, like, he's the one guy, like, Giannis, too, to an extent, but he's already an MVP and all that, and he already has overwhelming talent. But, like, Middleton is, you know, could possibly be, I mean... That closer, I mean, or like that, oh, yeah. that like, no, I mean, he's like that guy. He, in a lot of ways, he has that sort of. I wouldn't go as far as like Mar- Mariano Rivera because that that's a little extreme because that's like one of the best closers in baseball. But like Middleton has like ice. <laughs> what? Oh uh, yeah, that that you're right. That's yeah. one of the best closers ever, if not the best. Right, the best closer, like. He doesn't, and, and I guess like who would be the example of a closer in the NBA? It was it'd be Jordan, it'd be LeBron, it would Kobe. be Kobe. See, but I feel like Jordan and even LeBron are better closers than Kobe. Like Kobe, I felt like no, really, I don't know. LeBron maybe. is not better than Kobe at closing. <sighs> LeBron's terrifying though. Late when when LeBron, I mean, yeah, the, but did you forget the first? Eight to ten years of his career. I mean, I'm not, but I'm just I'm saying in as it's gone on, Kobe wasn't good for a, a little part of his career. You're right. I'm not going to debate this. You're right. It's it's Kobe, Jordan, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, and probably that order. Fucking Paul Pierce is a pretty good. Oh yeah, too, Paul Pierce actually. another. That's a great that. example. Paul Pierce another one. I don't really like him, but no, it's true. No, you're absolutely right. And I would probably say you know that Chris. Chris can be that guy. I think when you get into that five minutes and it's close in a meaningless game against God knows who, maybe Chicago or something. I've seen plenty of Bulls games where, like, there was one game, like, right before the pandemic, I think, where it was, like, 
they the Bucks scored like 87 points against the shitty Bulls, and it was like Middleton hit a game winner, and the crowd went nuts, and it was just like. We're lucky to win this game. Thank God. Middleton probably didn't do anything the whole game until the fourth quarter. Right. And and that, I think, would be the one thing where you're like, all right, what can he improve on? I think you want to see more of that consistency from Middleton. Like, don't disappear on us. Like, don't go away. I understand, like, it can happen, right? But it'd be great if you could have Middleton just be, like, scoring anywhere from 6 to 12 points a quarter instead of it being like, okay... I'm not going to score in the first half, and then I'm going to go off for 25 in the second half. Yeah. Like, I, I think that that's frustrating from a fan perspective because it's like, okay, Middleton hasn't shown up, and then all of a sudden Middleton's here, and he's knocked down the door, and he's ate all your food right. in the house. Like, that's... Right. And, that was, and, and it, was, it was much better the last year. I mean, but, you know, the 62-win season or whatever it was, Yeah. you know, that, that year it was like with Middleton... There's just way too many three for fifteens and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Where it's I just mean, like, yeah, they're which is why people he's such a lightning rod. But well, think, and and I've always said the lightning rod stuff is because Middleton's not a sexy player, and Middleton no, he's not. Middleton's not a guy that is going to be on House of Highlights. He's not an above the rim player, right? Exactly. I mean, Middleton is not made for social media. He is like, fucking butter, I right? Mean, he like is, I would, I would rather have Middleton than like Lamelo Ball or Miles Bridges, but. Someone running a social media platform would rather have those right. those two guys, right? right? Like they those are better social media players. Chris Middleton is is an old school motherfucker, and that's why I love him. Like, and I've been a Middleton stan. I've I've been on Middleton Island. I've never got well, off. This is, and this is again more like more more fuel to my fire of the Bucks are potentially the next Spurs. Oh yeah, where it's like you've got Giannis, who's kind of the Duncan, who is kind of a, a, a like. A goofy personality like, but also doesn't you know doesn't let guys fuck around too much. Nope. And you know, kind of, we're just blessed to have a superstar that kind of has. He's not an asshole in any way, but you know, he, all, he also demands excellence. Right. Exactly. And, and then, like, and, and like, they're not going to be like Holiday is not a particularly flashy player either. Nope. He's just kind of a big guard. He's a can, fucking dog. Like yeah. he is the definition of dogs. Like PJ Tucker did like the dogs thing and whatever, but like. The people who are actual dogs on that championship roster, Holiday and Bobby Portis, were dogs. Like, those yeah. guys are actual dogs. And the Holiday question I was going to have to you was like, and to kind of move to him if you're okay with that, yeah. is like, can he like topple Gobert for Defensive Player of the Year just given the Olympic respect, given the championship? Like, is there a, is there a scenario where he could topple? the Stifle Tower mm. and climb the Stifle Tower and win that award. I mean, he's maybe more on the radar That's for, for, I, for yeah. people now. Right. Exactly. Like, I don't think people realize how good he was defensively mm-hmm. even throughout the regular season last even year. The, even the fucking playoffs. Even like, the playoffs, I, I, right. I think then he has the big, the value. I mean, and that, well, I, think and like, like, I, I think, I think people finally saw like, okay, because, you know, going into the finals, it was like, you know, Chris Paul's going to win a ring. Like, we want Chris Paul. Nobody's going to stop him. He's still really good. And then fucking Drew Holiday put him in put him in, in clamps, basically. Yeah, the torture chamber. And like, you know. Like, we knew he could, and he did. And, um, I mean, they changed some things schematically, I think, in the in the finals. Bud, Coach Bud does make adjustments now. People yes. forget. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is hilarious to say because right. um, that joke will be... 
rampant this season, I'm sure. But, Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, big adjuster, Mike Budenholzer. Mike Budenholzer, but, adjust, so, adjuster I mean, extraordinary. They did schematically do Hates things games to... One, game ones. Go ahead. Sorry. And two. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to take some hair off my head. Going down 0-2 every, every series before we figure out what the hell to do. But, um, yeah, so Drew Holiday, I think, put himself on the... Uh, national map where maybe he isn't I think he's in the conversation maybe right you know I mean we're we got to play the games first but I think it's possible that he's a guy that is in that conversation with Giannis yeah Giannis but but maybe I guess thinking about it like maybe those guys cannibalize each other oh yeah probably where it's like you know because the Bucks defenders probably their main defenders are Drew and Giannis yep but also Brooke allows Giannis to, to roam. Yeah, yeah. Brooke plays a huge part in why Giannis then, is successful defensively. I mean, and then Middleton and Grayson Allen are just going to, and DiVincenzo, yeah. whoever is starting at shooting guard, are just kind of pesky, whatever. So, but like, those guys might cancel each other out. So That's I actually I, a good point. I don't I know. Didn't think about that. And I think that I at, at the end of the day, Giannis is going to get probably the looks yeah. for, player, for defensive oh, player of the year. 100%. Over Drew Holiday, but. Clearly, they're huge. Yeah, I think Drew is going to get a lot of attention from the national media more than he ever has. But you're right. It's not going to be – there's not going to be that, like, Drew sort of renaissance. Like, it's never going to be that Drew, like, takes over and is the second banana. I think at this point we know that Chris is the second banana. Drew is more that third – two-and-a-half banana, I guess you would say. I wouldn't even yeah. call him a third banana. He's the he's the second set two and a half banana, and well, I that's, that's the the debate we had with Middleton and Bledsoe. Oh yeah, I mean like, we talked we talk be, about that be, every week. One night it'd be Bledsoe, the other night it'd be Middleton. One night it'd be Middleton going three for seventeen, and Bledsoe had oh wow Bledsoe had twenty eight points. Holy shit! But Holiday is much more impactful than Bledsoe. Oh yeah, and, and I it's, think Bledsoe probably is like a poor man's Drew Holiday. <sighs> Is that fair? Homeless man's I Drew mean, Holiday? Well, Holiday's bigger, though. Right. I'm saying Taller more impact-wise. Like, I don't... Bled, the Bledsoe thing will always be weird, man. Because, like, I think people... And I don't hate Eric Bledsoe. I think people lose sight because of the playoff disasters. How yeah. good, at times, Eric Bledsoe was during the regular season. Oh, yeah. Like, Eric Bledsoe had moments where he was really that second banana. and He was that player. And, like... I don't think that he just he had problems with staying engaged and staying yes. just staying focused and it was like if he didn't if he didn't score in the first quarter like forget it like he's not scoring right at all. he's and then you try to force threes and he always thought he was a three point shooter like he always thought he could almost compete well, he was always open he always thought that he could compete with Chris Middleton and it's like just because Chris is fucking hot tonight doesn't mean that you have to be shooting threes like just. Take it to the fucking rack. You're uh, you're basically a mighty mouse, yeah. And like all Mus- you, a muscle hamster, right? Exactly. Like just a Doug it, Martin. Just, just take it to the lane. All right. Let's not talk about more former Bucks. Let's uh, round out the starting lineup. We have Brooke Lopez, your guy. You still don't oh, have man. any Brooke uh, like memorabilia. You don't have like an autograph, like <laughs> like you know picture. You don't have like a jersey, like. You're kind of slacking. You say how much you love Brooke I don't know Lopez. if you can find any of that stuff. I bet you could. I mean, you don't even have, like, an NFT of Brooke. Like, none of that. Like, you're you're kind of, like, 
I mean, you might be a fake Brooke Lopez fan. That's oh, some man. some are some are saying. No way, dude. That's that's my guy. But, but I I don't know where you're right. I've been meaning to get a jersey. It's just no. Nah, sometimes it's in the store online in the pro shop, and it's like fuck. I should do but it. But also, and then too, it like though, sells out, and they don't have it for a while. Also, too, like cover your ears, retro daddy. Like you're 33. Like I don't know, or 32. I don't know if you need to be wearing jerseys. Like you uh, want maybe more. There of a is there is still yet. a time and a place, Charlie. No yeah, what. yeah, probably. You know what? The I could be wearing a jersey her. right now. And you, you, what would you would you would you kick me out? No, because you're wearing like a hoodie, and so if you have a jersey over a hoodie, I guess that'd be all right. Like, be right. fine. I'm, I mean, what do you think? I'm gonna We're, wear a fucking jersey over a button up. I mean, no, but and also too, like you wouldn't be wearing a jersey with nothing underneath unless you were fucking Rick Ross or DJ Khaled. Right. So, um, you know, and, and nor would I. Like, I would look ridiculous with a a fucking jersey with not nothing there. My muscles would look great, but it would be <laughs> it would be a uh, but anyways, so Brooke, like, Brooke, what an interesting year for Brooke because I think Brooke at certain points was much maligned. I think there were people, and when we went into the playoffs, people were like, you can't play Brooke Lopez. Well, the haters the haters definitely came down with some sickness for sure. Right, I mean, and then Brooke has the, the renaissance really in that Atlanta series. And then he, you know, he always, and, and even in the Brooklyn series, he had a mo- he had moments and he I, was he was never unplayable. I no, mean, never. We thought in that Phoenix series in the finals, after the first two games, we thought there's no way because Chris Paul's hunting that switch all the time, mm-hmm. and they were able to overcome that. I guess. I, guess, I mean, they adjust. I mean, no, yeah. that was a it was an amazing adjustment. He by... made Brooke alive for the first game for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, Chris Paul had the best game of maybe his playoffs that right. game one, but. Um, yeah, I mean, he was never unplayable. Um, you know, he's had a he's had a, a, an entire renaissance since coming to the Bucks, right? Which it's, is part of the part of the reason I like him. It's like here's this guy that just bought in and came out came over on like basically a minimum contract to begin with. They rewarded him now, but I mean, and and he's just he allows he allow he's the pillar he's the monolith at the basket. He allows Giannis to to roam a little more and and also protect the rim. But also be a wing, and you know he's without him. I don't know. So like as much as much as oh we got to go small. Giannis at the five. Like I like that too. At you know you know half the time or whatever. But I think you still he's, there's still a place for Brooke. Oh absolutely. And I I don't think that Brooke should just be pushed to the side. I think and offensively too. Like yeah no. And and I do wonder like if Giannis is more like that's the fuck like. Brooke is, and people you hear it all the time on like from Doris Burke and people like that, like he's the leading scorer in the Nets franchise history. Like he's a great offensive player, right? But they don't even need him to like, like <laughs> it's weird because you think he can do it. He's a he's a great offensive player. Back to the basket, he can hit a three occasionally. wasn't as good the past se- this past season, but um, you know, if Brooks if Brooke has to take over offensively, you're in trouble. Like, I think we've learned that. Yeah. In the Raptors series in 2019, like, Brooke was the only guy who could do anything. Right, yeah. That's, that was, that's, that's, that, that's an issue. That was, But, like, it's still, like, it's kind of there, like, if they need it. Yeah, no. I, I mean. 100%. You're, you're absolutely right. And I do wonder if Brooke is going to get, like, if it's going to help him if Giannis is more on the, the mid-range. So, like, if Brooke moves into more of a post role and, like, Giannis is just able to find him with a dump off. 
The other part of Brooke is like him and Drew have like a true pick and roll connection. They yeah. find he, Drew finds him more often yeah, and, than not. Not even like, not even pick and roll necessarily. Just no, like, it's like when Drew drives in the lane to the dunker spot. He's like, always looking for Brooke. Brooks Brooks kind of always been able to find like he had the huge dunk in the closeout game. Yep. Um, one of the better moments of, of my life, I would say. It was. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an incredible play. And then it was just, it was scenes. Like, we, it was just everybody fucking going nuts. Brooke, man, the, the dude. And then the last guy as the starters, Grayson Allen. Uh, it, some Badger fans. Cover your ears, those. Some Badger fans <laughs> will, uh, it's going to take them a little bit. But I think Grayson's going to be a guy. And I think Grayson, I can't believe the Bucks got Grayson Allen for nothing. And I think we're going to say that a lot during this season. Because I think Grayson's yeah. going to have a massive impact on the three-point shooting. I, him and Giannis already seem to have a little bit of a chemistry. I just think this it's kind of the sky's the limit. Like, Grayson had fucking 25 in a playoff game. And I think Utah, uh, they beat Utah in that game. Like, that was an, ama- that was an amazing game from Gray. Like, he's a good shooter. That's a, that's a Grayson revenge game. Right. Chucker, I just chime in real quick. It's got it's got to be a little bit like how you had to come to terms with Brooke Lopez and the Lopez brothers becoming part of the <laughs> Yeah, that's true. With, uh, with their history between you and Marquette. So that's true. If you can do it, I think I can maybe come if, to terms with it, it as well. As, they would, as it was said in Rocky IV, if you can change, I can change. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> but no, uh, dynamite dropping. Uh, but anyways, no, yeah, they. I think Grayson's gonna have an awesome, uh, awesome impact. Like I, I think he will. Even when Dante comes back, I think he's gonna be the starter. I don't think that's gonna change. Like I don't think Dante immediately gets his role back. Um, and honestly, I think Dante is a better bench player. I thought I've I've thought that for a while. Like I thought that last year. Like I I think Dante's a is a great energy guy and a guy yeah. that he was that in, at Villanova and I've always thought of Dante as more of that like six man light it up. Yeah, I mean and if you're doing dispersed comparison, a Manu type right that comes off the bench and is just like could be light it up. Not nearly that good. Oh but. no, I, I know, I know. Not, <laughs> but, uh, not, not that far. I'm just yeah, that's true. That makes me, that that that's a good point because I think heading into you know last year, it was well Dante DiVincenzo. You know there was a lot of there the, were a lot the, of nas- the national there. the national go to the broadcaster go to was well he never started a game in his college career, and now he's a starter. Like I mean the thing with Dante is like, and maybe with Grayson Allen too, is like. I don't know what they are elite at. They're just like, I guess, pretty good basketball players that just yeah, they're can just, shoot. They're can, just dudes. Our pesky defenders can finish around the rim. DiVincenzo's case can't shoot free throws and yeah, has, has a tough not... time with layups too. Yeah, Dante Dante's <laughs> finishing is comparable to me at the pickle uh, circa 2010. Like, All Swedish just, no finish. Yeah, just can't finish. Like you can get there, but you can't can't bring it home. Like that's basically Dante right there. A lot of Dave Bush. Yeah, oh yeah. Dave Bush was the example back in the day. Dante I think is what the college kids say, like if they can't they can't bring it home from uh Trinity or or one of the or cats or red, white, and blue brothers also. Um, any of those spots that I'm way too fucking old for. Uh, but anyways, yeah, no, I, I really I really am excited for Grayson. I'm really excited to see what happens there and Well he's I, he's he's playing for a contract. Yeah, that too. So that's not gonna be 
understated. I don't think like don't overlook that. Like that's yeah. like he's Memphis got rid of him for scraps essentially because they probably wanted to get something for him. They didn't want to pay him. I don't know why they would have Memphis traded is now, just but... kind of a weird team. Memphis does this shit though. Memphis has like well, they're, well, the, they're their, like... their problem is they're too deep. Yeah. So they could afford to get rid of a guy like Grayson Allen for nothing. Right. I mean. And Sam, it wouldn't surprise. No disrespect to Sam Merrill. Would it surprise you though if NBA Sam Merrill. NBA champion Sam Merrill. If Sam Merrill has like a moment with Memphis where like he's like the eighth guy or the ninth uh, yeah, guy. Yeah. I mean he might, he might have. There might be a half dozen games this year where it's Where like, he's playing Houston and he He's playing because somebody's resting, you know, or something. Right. Jaw's resting and Sam Merrill's the backup point guard. Or, but they have a ton of guards in Memphis. No, yeah. They, they, so, Memphis, it's I, he's buried. I mean, he's probably not going to play much more than he did for the Bucks. No. I, I mean, unfortunately, not. he might be out of the NBA after, after this year. But. Let's move to the bench. Uh, we'll stick with new guys. Well, not a new newer guy, George Hill. Crazy that George Hill's back. Because George Hill... New, then old, now new. Yeah, George Hill had, had so many takes about... New, like, then old, now new, but old. How the Bucks didn't support him during, you know, all the stuff that went on during the bubble. And, like, it, well, it sounded like George Hill had burned to bridge almost. Mm, and it, it, it just... It didn't... That's, that's hard to say, but it definitely... I mean, it's a fact that a lot of the guys who came out and spoke the day that they... Um, boycotted the game right we're no longer on the team right which and is interesting but he's back now nonetheless nonetheless and, and he's and, and now that i think the only question i have about george hill is is he washed and i i don't know we'll i see i mean I, I think playing with Giannis, like he'll he'll have minutes with Giannis. he won't be as integral as he was with when bletzel was here because yeah. there were times where george hill was part of the fucking closing well, lineup. and and he won't be as good as he was two years ago. No. I mean, I think that's. But as you just mentioned, I mean, he's probably not going to be as ex, uh, 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 going to be expected to do as much. No, as I, he was I, absolutely. We're not. like, I mean, he was he was more or less, especially in the playoffs. He was essentially your starting point guard. I mean, he was your closing, you know, not starting but closing point guard, and yeah. that was, you know, we justified it back then, but. That's not good. No. Um, and it definitely wouldn't be good now. No. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah. I mean, if, like, heaven forbid, and you will knock on wood here, but if, like, Drew goes down for a significant period of time, like, they'll have to make a move. They can't They can't just mm. rest on, on Probably George not. Hill. No. I don't know who's out there, but. I no. Mean, yeah. Well, you, you never know. I mean, that, that NBA is weird, and it's. it. You also could use DiVincenzo as a point guard. Yes, I mean I don't know. I don't. I don't even I want to talk. I about wouldn't it. love that. But yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. Right. it. I think it's just. I think playing with Giannis will help. Obviously, George will be an integral part of the bench mob, as well as Pat Connaughton. I guess my question is with Pat is, are people over like trashing Pat Connaughton? Like I, I wasn't the biggest Pat guy. I thought Pat was, was trashing past Pat Connaughton. I, I mean, he was kind of Bucks Twitter enemy number one last year. Like there weren't a lot of Pat Pat sort of defenders. And why? Because he bought real estate and people got angry no, about it. No, no, it was the contract. It was. Oh yeah, I mean, going seemed, in, yeah. It seemed that like he basically was on the team because he was Giannis's buddy. Like that's yeah. the vibe that a lot of people got. I mean, look, pretty much everybody on the roster is untouchable at this. Like nobody, nobody's mad at anyone. 
right. on the roster. Right oh yeah, now. no, I mean, everybody it's... everybody kind of drinks for free in Milwaukee. Like, yeah. if Pat shows up to Brothers, he's getting his dick sucked by somebody. Uh, yeah. Like that's uh, out in the open. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's what's like, happening. We're not even going to the bathroom right no, now. No, exactly. Like, yeah, this, is, this uh, is dance floor. Right, exactly. And I mean that dance floor, you wouldn't see it. But anyways, like the fact is, is like Pat has the Pat. You're right. It, Pat, everyone's untouchable. I think the Pat slander is kind of over. Like Pat had so many big moments in the finals, well, and he's and he's been such a PR machine too. Like, oh yeah, he's so everywhere. It's you know he did the commencement speech at Madison. Yeah, which is then, fucking wild. Like the day before the Notre Dame game, right? I think it was a week before. The week before, excuse yeah, the week me. Before. So, and he's a Notre Dame alum, and people are like, "Why is you know he's a Notre Dame guy?" But you know, Pat's a good speaker. He's a good guy. I mean, like you know, he's he. You're right though. He's kind of that PR. He might be the Casey McGee of the Bucks. Like, you know, everybody looks for Pat Conson for a quote. Like, and it's and he plays well because he's a white guy. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, that's Wally Walkershaw is gonna uh, fucking dig Pat Connaughton. Like, there are Pat Connaughton jerseys. Like, and guess what? They're all Caucasian. We also like had some females. huge fucking shots. Oh no! I, like, look, I'm not denying that. Like, I I just said like. He had so many moments in the finals where it was like, all right, this Pat slander kind of has to end. The like, Pat Connaughton it, bang was oh, epic. Yeah, Mike Yeah, Mike Breen had two Pat Connaughton bangs, uh, which is great. Like, and I, There was some tweet about that where it was like, if you would have told me that Mike Breen would have said bang to Pat Connaughton for <laughs> two straight games, I'd call you crazy. And I was like, yeah, I mean, none of us right? saw it coming. And yeah, then, I mean, and he's Giannis's buddy. I mean, that's why a lot of people think he got his contract, that he was – they're basically – they're in the gym together every day. Um, they all probably are, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, Pat's going to be Pat. I don't know. But, again, that's like that's a great, like – again, from like a uh, – he just plays the plays it what right. Like, he has the PR angle. He has the internal angle. Like – Become best friends with this superstar player. Like, yeah. makes all the fucking sense in the world. I would do. Like, it all works. And speaking of other fan favorites, Bobby Portis. Now, is Bobby going to be able to go? Like, he's had a hamstring thing. He hasn't played in the preseason. I don't know. I mean, well, I saw a um, graphic today on Twitter. Bucks play the least amount of rotational minutes in the preseason. But I was thinking, well, yeah, because their top eight guys didn't even play right. the first two games. And then Bobby got hurt coming out of that. So, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that'll be – I guess – I mean, that would be a tough loss for the Bobby Bucks. also didn't play against Brooklyn in the playoffs. So right. Yeah. If he doesn't I mean, have to – That's a good point. You know, if like, he has to sit out opening night, that's probably okay. Yeah, and that's a good point, too, in that the Bucks might not need Bobby every – like, once you get into the grind of the season, once you're middle of November and you're playing, you know, maybe not every night, but it's – Four and six, you're gonna need Bobby on the, on those days because you'll need that energy. But at the start of the season, when everybody's fresh, first five or ten games, if he has to miss, he has to miss it, and he's I'm sure taking good care of himself and and everything like that. So it will be a loss if it's that's how you start. But I'd rather him get healthy and not not try to push it. But I could see a guy like Bobby wanting to push it because he just wants to be out there. He wants to be playing playing ball. And I do think, you know, you're probably going to see Brooklyn again in the playoffs. Like, in those games against Brooklyn this year, not the first one withstanding, 
you're probably going to have to try to figure out how you can get Bobby Portis involved. Yeah. Like, what what do you need to do to get Bobby Portis more sort of involved with your with your team, and how do you work him into the rotation and not be a complete disaster like it was in the playoffs? Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I, I don't have the answer off. The top no, of I don't right either. Right. That's my that's for my that's, yeah. I don't I don't get paid to do that. No, me either. Um, I wish. And it's probably not as easy as people want to say. Like, oh no, just put him out there. Why isn't he playing? Blah blah blah. Well, Bobby's not a not a not a great defender. I no. mean, it's just it is what it is. He's 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 limited athletically. Um, you know, he can dunk. He's tall. He's a little undersized for a center. He's a he's a tweener. Yeah. But in twenty twenty one, he can get away with being a center. But um, he's not quick enough to stay in front of a Kevin Durant, um, who's playing power forward now for the Nets. I mean, um, and he's not big enough to hang with DeAndre Jordan who didn't really play at all. Right. But I mean it's just a bad he's not going to he's not going to and Blake Griffin's probably too athletic. So somebody I mean that's why he didn't play. I mean it's just you know to take him completely out of the rotation it was a little weird. I mean a little bit. I didn't I understood it though. I you know I you know maybe I'm too smart. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're um, not. Like it's <laughs> I think I I think that's part of like being a fan and we talk all the time and it's cocky, whatever, about like second level fans. And like if you're watching every day or you're well, watching on a regular basis, you can kind of understand that shit versus, you know, someone who's just watching the playoffs or just watching those marquee games and then they're texting their buddies in a group chat like they're fucking experts. Like that drives me crazy. Well, yeah. And like I see that way too often. Well, and too, like a lot of times with fans, they. They only think about it from their their spot on their couch. Right. Like, why isn't this happening? They're unable to sort of think maybe what the front office or the coaching staff is, is sort of thinking or seeing. They're unable to kind of go to that next yeah that next level. Or, you know, hundred percent. No, and and sort of mix, like I I'm I'm all for being. I'm not going to tell you how to be a fan, but maybe there's a you know yeah. You kind of gotta. I think it's been think about and it it's from, from somebody a, else's perspective. It's probably a topic that we should talk about in another podcast about like fan gatekeeping. Like I feel like that has become like a really big thing about like like the whole John Cusack thing with White Sox Day yeah. from Barstool. And like I actually thought, and I I talked about this on a daily tap. Like I I think like White Sox Dave was right. Like Cusack can't be a fucking White Sox fan and a Cubs fan. It's just. But yeah, just, and that's also a golden opportunity for clout. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, he saw his shot, and it was a fucking thing that went viral like for John two Cusack days. Like, John Cusack is a very famous person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's a big deal. You get in his face. And then it doesn't help that, like, or, well, it helps him that, like, Cusack Probably tweets, was staged. Ah, probably not that. I wouldn't go that far, because Cusack wasn't too happy about it, and he tweeted a whole hell of a lot about it. Like, he was, he was not pleased about this whole thing. But <laughs> here and are there... Uh, we we got to finish up. I we only have a couple left. I'm only, I think the last one, and then we'll lump the last few after we talk about Jordan Nora. So Jordan Nora, preseason MVP. I think Bucks Twitter right now is like Jordan Nora needs to play ten to fifteen minutes. I can see it now. Like Jordan Nora doesn't play that He's much. He's got the like Tyler Hero preseason MVP award. Oh Tyler, you're gonna send me on a path. Tyler Hero. <laughs> I was going to almost do a mini keg about this, and I didn't. I maybe still can. 
Like Tyler Hero. As, as Rosillo said, I only hear about Tyler Hero through Jack Harlow. Tyler Hero <laughs> saying that he should be on the same level of Trey Young and John Moran. Oh, that was so was bad. Was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face, Tyler Hero. Like, you were a fucking scrub last year, bro. Like, you were not a factor at all. Shut the fuck up. Like, do something one time in the playoffs for me. And, like, I don't know. Tyler Harrow just can... Yeah, that's terrible. I hate the Heat. You're right. The Heat are a rival. Like, I, I hate everything about the Heat. There's a lot of punchable faces on that oh team. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> like, I always, like... I my Our Badger fan friends do not like Tyler Harrow for all the reasons and the spurning and just... There's a lot of bullshit there. Like, that is, like, a podcast... Like, we do probably three or four episodes of, like, Tyler Harrow in Wisconsin, like... The backstory about wanting to start, like needed a num a certain number. There, there's a lot to that onion. Like you can peel some onion, onion peels. Like back. all right, you're not, you're not, you're not paying the most, but I right. gotta have this, this, and this, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before the NILs were a thing, and then, and then it was but, like, oh no, then I'll go to Kentucky because they're paying the most, right? And so. I, I do understand that Tyler here is a young dude, and he could still be an awesome player, and I've. I have definitely knocked dug. up an Instagram model. He Not did. Not gonna be good long term. You gotta be that. careful. You gotta be careful with that. You know that's that's why you don't shoot up in the club. You know if you're if you're we're not getting, ready. We're getting a little personal here, but that's okay. I'm just letting you know. Like you gotta, I brought it up. So. You gotta be careful. Yeah, you brought it up. I, I mean, guess I'll, that, I'll burn it. It's down. not PJ PJ Washington with Brittany Renner. I mean, that's it's another one where it's similar like, but a little different. Yeah. Yeah, but it's tough. You know, you gotta be careful. Yeah, man. I mean, you gotta protect your mentals. Um, but anyways. I've said that a, a few times when I want to get off like a topic. I gotta cut those. We'll, we'll work on that. But anyways, God fuck. So Jordan Nora, Jordan Jordan Nora, I think has an opportunity to be like a microwave and to be a guy where he has 15 points in a game and it, he might only pay 10 minutes. And I do think, to your point, way back at the start of this podcast about the Bucks are deeper. Like, Jordan Nora has had a year in Bud's system. He knows what Bud wants to do. He had Olympic experience. I know it was just for Nigeria. And he didn't play as long as maybe Drew or Chris. But still understands that he was part of an international team. Yeah. I, I think there is a real chance that Jordan Nora, maybe not at the start of the year, but by the playoff time, we're talking about Jordan Nora as part of the playoff rotation. Would, yeah. it, would that surprise you, I guess? In, um, in the playoffs... <clears throat> Jordan Nora playing ten to fifteen minutes in that in a play. No, game. not it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think. Um, I mean, he laid it out pretty good. You know, I mean, he's he's a, he's a bucket. He's he's a he's a shooter. Uh, he's a scorer. He is a little lacking in the in the feet department. You know, he's yeah. a little slow. Yeah, he's he can't um, defend at all. He's he's a big kind of wing. You know, like six eight. Um, I think his afro makes him look a little. See that tall? Six, I think eight? he's six eight. Yeah, that's, that's his crazy. Height. Yeah, kind of like Middleton, where it's like, oh, he's six eight. You know, like I have no idea. Like they can kind of shoot over guys. Right. So I mean, he's he's got the ability. I think you know he's he's he's, and I, I'm hoping that the the confidence comes from playing in the Olympics and all that. Playing with you know being in the same rotation and, and as being, Giannis right, and Chris and, and, and kind of coming back. It's it's sort of probably natural for a guy to who doesn't play a ton um, 
But, I mean, you know, the Bucks did a decent job last year of getting him some starts and stuff like that, too, with resting guys and those types of those types of games where he came in and he was, you know, and you can even tell, too, like he played summer league this past year. And, um, you know, when, when he's there, they kind of treat him as, like, you're the guy. So, yeah. I mean, he kind of has that, he should have that built-in sort of confidence when he comes in. Especially if he's out there with three or four bench guys, to to be that microwave guy. So I I mean, I think I said it in last week's podcast. Like I think he's probably ahead of Rodney Hood on the depth chart. Yeah. I mean, which is I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's crazy, but kind of like you would think a vet like Rodney Hood would come in and sign here, thinking he's going to get some run, but maybe he won't if Jordan Nor. I mean, it it could be a fluid situation. I guarantee it is. But it sure seems like Jordan Nora is going to get the first crack at yeah. like backup small forward. There's a chance Rodney Hood could be this year's Tory Craig. I'm not saying that he's going to go to the opposing finals team, but where Rodney Hood is on the team for the first kind couple of that, months. Kind of that guy they bring in and you don't really know where he's going to fit. Right. Because that, that sort of role might be taken already. Right. I get that. To lump in, to lump in Hood plus Semi-Ogele, Thanasis, Ma- Mamu. Like, out of those guys, like, is there any of those where you're like, wow, that guy actually might be something, might make that playoff rotation, or is it just they're useful guys when the Bucks, you know, some guy needs a rest or or any, or any, they're just kind of wow. there? Thanasis did play in the playoffs. He did, yeah. He, so he, he's the Thanasis, easy answer. Thanasis is like the premier energy guy. He is he's the definition of an energy guy. Nah, yeah. I mean, he is he, he's a fan favorite. He's a guy that you can put in there end of the first quarter just and he can maybe give you two fouls and maybe gives you a huge dunk. Like Thanasis has a role on this team. It's not a big role, but he has a role. And yeah. he he can and it's do a that. good role for him. Oh, 100%. And I I said it last pod, but like I do think Semi Ojale could have a PJ Tucker like, yeah. you know, corner three guy defending. Well, he's your backup Durant's. power forward. I mean, he's going to play a lot. I'll be yeah, I, unless I, he's hurt or whatever. I don't right. know. What's going if, on right, and if if Portis if Portis is out to start the year, like he's going to get more run. Like that's just and that'll be a great opportunity for him, and that'll be a great opportunity to kind of get his feet wet, get comfortable with this Bucks team. Mamu is probably going to be more of a guy who. Goes in and out of G League. I think you'll see him a lot in Oshkosh. But I yeah, do... I didn't see enough out of, in preseason out of him to be like, oh, he needs playing time. No, um, you know. But I see why they drafted him. I mean, he's talented. He's six eleven. He's he plays more like a small forward than a than yeah. a big man. But, right. He um, probably needs to rebound a little bit more to really sort of kind of round it out for him. And right. I I mean I will say as a Marquette fan, like I fucking hated playing him. Because he was just a bitch. Well, like, I mean, he's got to be like, for a college team. He's got to be a nightmare. Oh, it I mean, was every time. Like, Mamu like, was decent enough shooter. I don't think he made a three for the. Like, no. I don't think I've seen him make a make a three at all. But like, I'm sure he's 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 a high level basketball player. Right. I'm sure he can do it. But I mean, I can I can imagine a six eleven wing in college must be a nightmare to defend. All right, so we'll talk about the Eastern Conference here in a second. But do you think? the Bucks get back to the NBA Finals, and do you think they, they will go back-to-back? Yeah, I don't think wow. you don't have to, you I mean, don't have to actually... No, that's I'll fine. Take, I mean, that's a fair I'll, question. I'll, that's, pull, I'll pull it back. You that's don't a, have that's to a say, Simmons, like, let me ask you this. 
put your put your neck on the on put the train your track. nuts on the table. Absolutely, but like I per I'll tell you right now, I think the Bucks are going back to the finals. I think they're the best team in the East. I actually don't think it's close. Like I, I really don't. Like I I think I think it's close, but I mean. I, I don't the, disagree. the Brooklyn thing's weird, man. Like it's it is. It's really strange, and we'll talk about that <laughs> in a second here. And I look at the West, and I just I'm not impressed. Like I was thinking about who would be my finals team, and I I don't think the Lakers are going to make the finals. They're too old. Like I I yeah, Davis, LeBron, sure, and then like I don't know about Phoenix. Like how can I trust Chris Paul? Utah makes sense but utah is the utah. bucks yeah and they're the bucks of last of the last couple of years but their problem is like they don't have that postseason solution until they figure it out how can you trust utah i guess donovan mitchell will have to step up i mean that's I, yeah i guess but like it's a lot but i mean so i mean i guess i would say it's the buck i could see it being bucks and Suns again but i don't feel great about any team in the west i really don't there's a lot of questions in the West, yeah. I mean, you're right. Because I'm not going to say Bucks and Mavericks because you know how I feel about Jason Kidd. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't think that team's a finals team. No, I don't. I mean, there will be some surprise team probably in the sure. West. I feel like every year the West is so <sighs> topsy-turvy or like, un- yeah. I don't know, unpredictable. But like, you know, like nobody saw Phoenix. I mean, they did, but nobody thought Phoenix would be that good. No. Right? No, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I the Bucks. I, of course, they can. They're, I mean, I'll sure I'll say it. Fuck it, they'll win the they'll win it again next year. Why not? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm on house money. Yeah, exactly. For, for at least one season. Yeah, and I honestly think you're probably on house money. I, and I think I think Brooklyn is a little. There's a lot of like like I told you in our pre-production meeting. I think people feel bad for Brooklyn. Yeah. Where it's, it's like, you know, I mean, people hate Kyrie Irving. But right. people like Kevin Durant. You know, he's kind of he's kind of had a little renaissance there. But people think that like, oh, Brooklyn should have won it if it wasn't for a you know foot on the line type of deal, which we're gonna have to live with for the rest of our lives. That's until, okay until we win another one. Until we win another one, a li- a real ring, quote unquote real ring. Yeah, that's what I love. That's yeah, we'll have to live with that all year. But we. We can be obnoxious on Twitter. Absolutely, and we're gonna be. Oh yeah, it's gonna um, be. It's gonna be bad. But with Brooklyn, it's like Durant scares me for sure. But like Harden is weird. I don't know. Like he, he just seems also kind of like Kyrie, where it's like, do you care? I mean, like I think Durant does. I think he's just so fucking good that it doesn't yeah. matter. But like Harden, like Harden and Kyrie, neither one of them. I don't know if they care. Yeah. So I, it's kind of like. I think there is a We're real... going to feel bad for Brooklyn because they didn't have to... But, like, are there... I mean, they're good players. They're great players. But, like, they're so fucking weird. It's like... Yeah. Like, I just... It's like, kind of... I don't want to say everything that's wrong with the NBA is, is on that team, but it kind of is. Like, right. There's a... It's a Kyrie, lot... It's a lot Kyrie more, doing God knows what. It's He's a lot literally of, in his own It's world. a lot of individuals. It's not a team. It's just not a team. It, and they it, have some player. Like, they have a nice squad. Sure. Yeah. But it, it's individuals. Just like... Just like fucking Philly is. Like, I can't believe Ben Simmons is back on that roster. Like, I, I, I have no idea what well, that... I can because he realized how much money he was going to probably lose. Oh, 100%. But, like, whatever and... that first game with a full Sixers crowd, he's going to get just Boom. absolutely 
Like, it's going to be almost like an assault. Must see a TV. Oh, I'm actually (laughs) pulling up their schedule. Like, is that game on TV? As a guy who fucking hates the Sixers, I'm going to just be baiting. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you're a pig and shit. Like, you are an absolute pig and shit with that. But to finish the Nets, like, my whole thing with Kyrie, and no one cares about my Kyrie opinion. I'm not trying to give it. But, like, if you were honestly lying in the sand about, like, I'm not getting vaccinated... Like, why wouldn't you just be open with your team about it and try to get yourself traded to a place where maybe there isn't a vaccine mandate? Like, somewhere in Texas, somewhere in Florida. Like, why wouldn't you just try to basically say... And and then Kyrie, there was a rumor, and I don't know how true this is, but, like, there was maybe Simmons for Kyrie talk, and Kyrie's like, if I get traded, I'm going to retire. And so, like, okay, if that's... If that's what you're doing, like that's Nets and Sixers Friday next week. Oh week. my God! On you're ESPN, right. that's the home. Oh <laughs> yeah, must see. That's yeah. that's must see. As might be at Tosa West watching them take on Brookfield East, but it, I'll at least record it. ESPN for the intro. Just cannot wait for that. Day. Oh yeah, ESPN. That's like that's Pornhub for ESPN. Like, I mean, that, that's that's like. All right, we're paying you a billion dollars, so we we will get the Nets and the Sixers our first game. Yeah. I mean, I guess they'll have Wednesday. They'll have Wednesday game, but, but that Friday night. That first week, you are giving us Nets and Sixers. Yeah, Friday night, next Sixers. Oh, my God. That will be amazing. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if Simmons. Hashtag this league. It'll be interesting to see if Simmons even plays. I'm not, not really worried about the Sixers. The Heat it, are weird. I know I don't like the Heat, but it's like... I just feel like there are too many alphas in that locker room with Jimmy Ball, and I know they're friends. They're you know, but it feels like you ever you don't watch the challenge, right, on MTV? So no, but I kind of know. Okay, so like for those who don't watch the challenge, a reality show, it's basically like a more dramatic Survivor. It's from real world road rules and everything else mm-hmm. nowadays. And kids these days don't know what a road rules is. I know you're right. <laughs> More um, real world. Probably. Big brothers involved. There's some survivor. There's international shit. But anyways, seasoned like challenge game veterans get get to thrown in this thing. And right. They, but no, what I what I'm gonna <laughs> use the comparison is like they say all the time like, oh, this person's my best friend. And then you're like, are you though? Like you backstabbed them and like you said this and like that's like how I feel like. Kyle, uh, not Curry, Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler are like, are you really best friends? Like, I, I, I've never like seen you guys yeah. like in an Instagram post together. Like, I've never seen you guys like hanging out. Well, they they adapt one time in Jersey Swap, probably at a at yeah a, like, two years ago. Yeah, it's like you're not from the same area. Like Kyle's from Philly, Jimmy's from Texas. Yeah, you went you you were in the Big East Conference together, but you didn't play at the same time. Like, right. like the fuck? Like, how are you? Like, and so I just look at that Miami team and I'm like, they're really well coached. Spolster's a great coach, but I just feel like there's a lot of alphas there. And sometimes when that happens, that leads to chemistry issues. And I just, I could really see the Heat having more chemistry issues than we think. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, Miami's usually kind of a weird team, like roster wise. They have a couple bad contracts here because I feel like they're they're always kind of trying to have a tradable contract or salary, like filler contracts, right. like Kelly Olenek and sure. stuff. Like they gave him four for fifty or some shit like back in the day, which was Bucks killer, but still kind of yeah. a bizarre bizarre contract. And I think like 
I agree with all that. And also, like, what are you going to get out of Tyler Hero? What are you going to get out of Duncan Robinson, who was dreadful against oh, yeah. the Bucks? So was Bam. Yeah. People, people forget Bam was shut down. Oh yeah, Bam was a puppy. Like Bam, like and I, Bam and I do think dunk. I do think the Bucks were pissed in that series. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. Um. So hope I mean we'll see what happens next year. Let me ask you: but, Do you think I'm going to ask you another nuts on the table question? Do you think Atlanta could be a three seed this year? Sure. I, I think they could. Like I look, I wouldn't pick that. Like that's not going to be on my pinned to my Twitter profile. Yeah. Um. But coming like up this week, but. I, I think Atlanta. I honestly think Atlanta is gonna have a good year. Like, I would not be surprised if the whole like foul call changing with Trey Young could be interesting. But I look at like Okanwu. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, no. Why? Well, I mean, that's okay. So we're all excited about those rule changes. We'll see how long they last. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? But I like. I think Okanwu is a great player. Like, I think one of the things that. The Hawks didn't understand was that like Okanwu, Okanwu was a factor yeah. in that series, and they didn't use him enough. Cam Reddish. Well, it's like Nick Claxton too. With the right. Oh yeah. Where it's like same type of thing where it's like we got a young guy, we don't really want to play him in the playoffs, kind of on principle, but he's the best guy that can. Right. That seems to be like quick enough, big Nick's enough. Claxton was a bitch to enough. deal with. It was a bitch to deal with Nick Claxton. It was a bitch to deal with Okanwu. I, I I really do think that it, that Atlanta has a and Capella too is pretty, yeah, pretty, Capella, pretty like I think good. Atlanta has a really good roster Bogdanovich and that Houston gave hurt. him away like. right no I mean Atlanta's basically got the the giveaways like they got Bogdanovich for nothing I know they signed him a big deal Capella they got for nothing you know and Okanwu they got in the draft but they were already kind of on the up and up Gallinari Gallinari Ooh. they you know yeah still. I think he. Yeah. I just had a nightmare of him hitting a turnaround fadeaway <sighs> with his fucking mohawk uh, yeah. <laughs> last I, night. I so. hate <laughs> um, other East teams worth talking about. I don't know what Boston? it. Boston. Boston. Boston's interesting, right? Because they get a new coach and like they don't I, do much for me. I think we'll know like how that team felt about Brad Stevens. Like if Boston like comes out, let's say Boston wins fifty games, well, he's still there, but. Yeah, yeah, but he's but like he's been reassigned. But we'll we'll know like if they were not they there was an issue there, right? Yeah. Like if Oduka is it Oduke? Did they say it right? Ime Udoka. Oduka, sorry. Udoka. Udo, Udoka. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll work on that. But if he basically is like takes that team to another level, then we'll kind of know. But also too, they're a young team, and like if Tatum and Brown go to another level, yeah, maybe. Boston could be a three seed or a four seed. Like, oh man! But I think that's I, I, their I'm, ceiling. I am not mentally prepared for that. No, it'd be very. I, I mean, annoying. I guess it'd be very annoying. Uh, we, well, Indiana too. Like, could ah, does Rick Carlisle come in? Dude, we do this every year with Indiana. Indiana, like, win fucking forty five games and come talk. They're to fucking. Me, they're deep. But sure, like, but they're they get hurt all the time. I know. Like, like. They've, they've Sorry, tri- they gave Malcolm Brogdon twenty million a year. <laughs> we all said it, like, and no one fucking listened. Like, I oh yeah, those people are quiet right not, now. Oh right? yeah, they are so quiet. Like those Malcolm Brogdon fucks. Like, I wish I could just go through all their Twitter accounts and be like, <laughs> hey, remember this? Remember that? Like, fuck off. Like, I uh, that stuff drove me so crazy. It still does. They're probably still assholes on Bucks Twitter. Like, well, if we had Brogdon, we'd win seventy games. Go fuck yourself. Like. Right. I I I hate that. But I just talk to me when they're healthy. I do think Carlisle can provide an impact. I do think Carlisle might be 
that coach that like he's kind of all on reputation and not like the whole thing of like he's only won one playoff series since the finals or something which like is, that. Yeah, that's which is crazy. stunning, right? Like, like I, I don't think he has. At no, all. yeah, you're right. You're right. He hasn't. So, and so, so it's like, are you sure? Like, yeah, maybe he breeds a culture, but are you sure? Like, it's gonna carry you that far. I mean, he also won't be playing in the West. I'll ask you this about, okay, so what would be more surprising to you, Indiana as the sixth seed or Chicago as the sixth seed? Hmm. Indiana as six probably would be more surprising. Okay. I could see the Bulls being six. I I think the Bulls are going to be good this year. See, I... I, No, I think like six seed. No, I think six seed. Yeah. Like, they don't play any defense. That's the problem. Any higher than that, get the fuck out of here. No, 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 no. But I, I could see, like, the Bulls being this year's Knicks, shall we say. Yeah. Because, and like, and the Knicks overachieved, but I think that was more the like... The Bulls don't have Tibbs, but, I mean... Right. Um, yeah, I mean, they're another House of Highlights team. Oh, yeah. Been a, been Same a with lot Charlotte. Of, a lot of House of Highlights love. Same with I mean, Charlotte. Yeah. And it's it's like, them and right, Charlotte. we'll see. It's them and Charlotte, like... I would love to get that rivalry. That would be great. The Bulls... Oh, yeah. It'd be awesome. Just dunk on Patrick Williams' head. Um, well, that's my thing. Is like, who's stopping Giannis? Nobody on that roster. No, and that's the whole. That's the whole central division. Like Indiana. That's the other problem with Indiana. Cleveland, maybe. Yeah, Cleveland. But you're not really worried about Cleveland. But no, I. I think Cleveland. Cleveland and their three power forward lineup. Like I. I can't wait not to bring gambling Chuck into the mix, but like I can't wait to like bet Cleveland as a dog a lot because I think Cleveland's going to be a team that's like in every game. Like I don't know if they'll win many they games. Got, they're frisky. Oh yeah, with Garland and Jared Allen. Sexland. I love, I love Evan Mobley. Like I think Evan Mobley's a good player. Right. Like and Larry Markinen. Larry, yeah, the, it, that's so weird. That Isaac Larry, Okoro. <laughs> I like Okoro too. Like I, I like the Cavs. Like I like the makeup of the Cavs. Who's their coach? Though? I honestly couldn't tell you. Oh, Bickerstaff, who's terrible. Is it? Okay. Yeah, he's not a good coach. Well, there you go. So that's a problem. That's a problem. But yeah, he, he probably gets, won't be the coach. In yeah. the All Star, bigger staffs like the new generation Alvin Gentry, where it's like, oh, he's, he just keeps getting jobs, like, you know, gets, gets an extra job more than he should. Yeah, Alvin's now on the uh, Kings roster, so if the Kings decide to fire uh, Luke Walton, he's he's right there. <laughs> He'll be the interim. Oh, 100 percent interim Alvin, and then and then, and then they'll win. You know, they'll go 500 the rest of the way, and he'll get another job. Right, exactly. He'll That's take how, the. That, that's how it goes. We'll go back to the Pelicans. I don't know if there's any other East teams that we left out. Like, I'm trying to think. Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. Wizards, Wizards are pretty sexy to talk about. Are they? Oh, okay. I mean, they, oh, got, they got Kuzma. They got, they got half the Lakers roster. Yeah, roster, they have Kuzma. So they have my, the guy, my guy, Harrell. I, I don't have as much stock on Montrose. The national media had, had a lot of porn there with that Russell Westbrook trade. So. God. I'm so excited for the Until the Wizards start, like, 6-14 and 14 and then... They forget about him. I'm so excited for the Lakers to be like a five seed this year. Like I am, I cannot wait. I'm really pumped for it. I, I just, at some point you get old, man. And basketball, unlike football, does not protect you. Like the reason why Tom Brady, Rogers, even Roethlisberger until this year, like have been able to continue their career and they're sustain protected. their career, they're protected. LeBron isn't protected. LeBron still has to deal with fucking Giannis. He is hard. But- he is, but Giannis is still going to hard foul him. Patrick Williams of Chicago is still going to hard foul him. DeAndre Ayton of Phoenix is going to fucking lay into him when he goes to the lane. Like, it might get called a foul, but you're still taking those bumps and bruises. Oh, yeah. You know, Brady, Rodgers, Roethlisberger, they, they weren't get they 
they get it's like the same thing with Lowry it's like there's Lowry and LeBron oh Lowry's another great example of that like at some point father time's gonna get you and maybe it, maybe it won't happen but like Chris Paul's another one I know the contract is very favorable for Phoenix but at some point it's gonna it's gonna bite you and Lowry's pretty much Oliver Miller I mean yeah, Lowry's fat <laughs> <laughs> so uh, any West thoughts before we ride out of here I'm trying to think of a sneaky team out there, but I Memphis and Denver. I mean Memphis. I know you like you're on the Memphis train. I'm not on it. I just um, I I do. I heard on uh, Simmons and Rosillo. Someone I forget which one of them called uh, Ja the Giannis, the point guard Giannis. Like in the sense of that he doesn't have all the skills, but he just gives a shit, and it's mm-hmm. just like that's what he is. And so like I I thought about that, and I'm like yeah, and then. I think Jaron Jackson's good. He just can't stay healthy. He's right. a young dude. I and I like Taylor. Yeah, they have Jenkins. a lot of questions. Taylor Jenkins, though, there are some times where you watch him late game, and you're like, "Oh yeah, you're you're a bud disciple, <laughs> like early bud. Like this is this all sort of makes sense." But right. you're right. There isn't that team. Like there's a lot of question marks with Dallas. It's like, do they have enough like, guys? If, do, if the Clippers had Kawhi, I think people would pencil him in for like. A one or two. Yeah, I do think the Clippers are kind of getting underrated because it's like, oh, they don't have Kawhi. But you actually look at that full roster and you're like, all right, you have Luke Kennard, you have Ibaka who's banged up, you have... They, have, they just have, they have bodies. Well, what's I mean, weird, what's actually weird about the Clippers is they're basically... Pulled, Reggie Jackson was out of body for, right. for a while. Right, and it'll be interesting to see if Reggie Jackson comes back to life or it's that's who he is. What's weird is Paul George basically has his Indiana team now in LA. Like this is this like has the feel of a Paul George led Pacers team. They, so, they do have Paul George. That's yeah, playoff P as some call. As long as it's regular season. Right. We're okay. But yeah, I don't I don't think anyone is like substantially good in the West. Like I I think you look at it and you're like, it's Milwaukee, it's Brooklyn, and then there is a drop off and maybe it's Maybe it's the Lakers. Maybe it's Phoenix. Maybe it's Utah. Or if I mean, Philly, Utah, Utah will still be good. Oh, Utah will be good. It's just it's playoff Utah. It's a, they're gonna hear it just like we did as Bucks fans. Like Utah now has it. It's like in golf. I know you're not a big golf fan, but it's like once you win a major and you, like you get that monkey off your back, then it goes to another guy. Like Phil Mickelson was always the guy who didn't win a major. And then once that once he got that off, then it was like went Sergio to Sergio Garcia. Garcia, right? And now it's I would say it's it's weirdly probably Ricky. It's not Ricky Fowler because he's not a thing anymore. Maybe it's even Rory, even though Rory's one major. Rory's more like Aaron Rodgers, right? Where Rory, we don't need to go with it. We're way too deep in this. Spieth, yeah, but Spieth has a little bit of that Rodgers too, where it's like he won early and then he hasn't done anything since. So I, I'll. Oh, I don't know who's the best who hasn't won a major yet. There, there are guys. We'll I have to. We'll have to. Finau, maybe. Max Homa. No, he's not that good. No. Finau, Finau might be the answer. Um, might be Finau at this point. Um, but that's probably our sign. That's our bat signal to head out of here. We're already an hour and twenty deep. Doze, did you enjoy today's show? Chuck, it's been beyond beyond an honor to be here. <laughs> Andrew wearing Giannis socks too. I didn't even realize I, that. I, I came prepared for the gauntlet here. Yes, this sir. Is, uh, it's been a truly honor to sit, sit here through this and 
And when is it in the flash, I must say. Right, yeah. and you didn't even react when Graham Mertz fumbled the football. That that would probably be on that. <laughs> I, I, I tried to be respectful. Of, like, go, go Trojans. Yeah. yeah. WIA playoffs, there's only <laughs> only one uh, one team that's in it to win it here, Chuck, and we all know T-Dub is going all the way in Division Two. T-Dub. Well, I'm excited. Mitch, are you on the Tosa West bandwagon? Can we get your support as a... DC Everest Evergreen. You know, you don't well, have a dog. We're in it, too. I know you are. You're playing Kimberly. Kimberly. You're probably a 34-and-a-half point favorite <laughs> dog. Um, well, give me give me, give me, me the uh, give me the Evergreens in that one. Yeah, you'll take it? I'll take the points. Yeah, I'm not. If I'm starting to run lines for high school, like, <laughs> A, you guys will have to have an intervention with me. It could, um, be, the, it could be the moment, though. <laughs> this one time, like Little Giants, this one time. Uh, There's no tab running a book for. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. in that right? Well, that I mean that Snow, Snow Tab could because that's a defunct uh, organization. Yeah, exactly. Snow Tab, Snow Tab could. That's our it's our code name. Code name Snow Tab. It's like it's like at the bottom Bing. Like you're you're running mob activities, but no one really knows. It's it's a strip club, you know. But anyways, yeah, we should probably head out of here. All right, guys, take care. We'll be back next week. We'll talk first first week of Bucks. We'll talk Packers. After their game in Washington, we'll get ready for that big Packer-Arizona game. And who knows what else. Um, we're well, Those are really our two, maybe a little Badger stuff. Well, they'll be heading into face in Iowa when we get back in. A lot of daily taps uh, for you guys for the rest of the week. Uh, we'll be back on. We're also going to be starting to do some Twitter spaces after games, uh, a little post-game stuff. No one joined me for my first one on Friday. Um, hopefully, you guys will join me tonight after Bucks nets and uh, we can just talk and just hang out um and if you want to get added to that just let me know it's how i can have people actually talk in it versus uh just chiming in which kind of sucks but that's how twitter does it so just go along for the ride all right take care of yourself have a good week and we'll talk next week see you see you